Hello, everyone. My name is Joshua Gilliland with Jessica Meterson. We form the Legal Geeks. Thank you for joining us for our special two-year anniversary podcast. Yes, we've been together two years logging away. <laughs> with us today as a special guest, uh, Kristen Nettopack. Crater the Geeky Awards, the Skyrim Parodies. She does great cosplay with fairies. And thank you so much for joining us for our anniversary special. Happy anniversary, you guys. That's so cool. Good, good to stick with it. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Kristen. Well, thanks for being with us today. Um, over the past two years, uh, Josh and I have spent a lot of time talking about the ways in which we are geeky. So uh, I figure a good question to start off with for you is, how are you geeky? Well, so, you know, I can't beat you guys. You guys have, like, this unique, awesome mix of things. I feel like I'm normal geeky. No, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about this question. And, of course, you know, people always ask, like, what are you into? What are you passionate about? And there's so many things. You know, I started off in this quote-unquote world of geek um, because I love fantasy. You know, I love, um, you know, the dark crystal and labyrinth and, and creatures. And obviously, you know, you mentioned fairies. I'm such a huge fan. And I feel like if you look at my office, everything is, like, purple. And there's, like, flowers everywhere. There's intricate, like, orbs and things. And so I feel like I feel like the world of magic and anything that encompasses that is sort of my forte. So if I were to be geeky about anything, it would be it would be like magic in that fantastical, beautiful fantasy world. <laughs> That's what gets me. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. My question for you, since you are from upstate New York, and I, I read in your history that there uh -oh. were multiple years of jazz dancing. Could we qualify, qualify you as an expert in court on the Cabbage Patch, Jitterbug, or the Drunken Sailor? You know, that's so funny. I used to be a dancer for like 13 years, and I never learned to do any, any of those uh, popular dances, like pop culture dances. So when I actually go out to a club to dance, I look like a complete moron, but I could do, you know, I could do like jazz dancing and all sorts of other stuff. So I've never actually learned any of those. Um, I wish I did, but I, I, again, I'm, I look like I have two left feet when I'm out on a, on a real person dance floor. <laughs> so I guess the answer would be no. <laughs> that is fair. So we will not do a 702 hearing on you in that case. <laughs> so what do you like best about being a geek? You know what I love about being a geek? Because this is something that we just put together um, for Embrace Your Geek Day. And, you know, I always get asked this a lot in a not this specific question, but, you know, what do you think geek means? And for me, it's like, it, whoever's really passionate about something. And I think that that's what I enjoy about being a geek is for me, geek means that I'm super passionate about the things that I love. And I love, of course, love the fact that I love them. You know, I love doing costumes. Again, I love nature and I'm super geeky about that and magic and all of these things. And when you're, when you really allow yourself to be um, envelop in those things that you're passionate about, that in turn makes you happy, and that in turn makes me happy to be a geek. 
So I wouldn't necessarily classify that as like, I love swords or lightsabers. I mean, I do, I do. But um, I think just people allowing themselves to get crazy about the things that they love just makes everyone happier. And so that's kind of my favorite part about being a geek. Very cool. Well, let's talk about geek stories because a lot of geeks, <laughs> geeks have a watershed moment. For me, you know, I went home crying after Spock's death in The Wrath of Khan and taught a valuable life lesson about no-win scenarios, how do you win them, and so, you know, that left a heavy impact on me. Other geeks have similar things. What geek story, whether it's a book, a comic, a movie, has had a substantial impact on you? Well, I'm a huge fantasy, obviously fantasy fan and um, book reader when I do have time. I actually went for readings to audiobooks so that I could do things while I was reading, if that makes sense. Um, and one of probably my favorite book series of all time is Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. And I remember this was a point in my life where I you know, we're all into the creative things that we're into when we're kids. And I went to college and I was an art major and I was in sports and I played, you know, I was a ski racer and all these things, you know, you just kind of growing up. And I was introduced to this book series, I think in the year 2002 or something like that. And it was kind of the book that brought me back into the world that I love. Um, you know, it's all about, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's similar to Lord of the Rings, but not at all for anybody that thinks it's similar. If you read all the books, it's not. It's, you know, women, women in power and um, this political game of, you know, magic and there's these wars and these classes and societies and everything that we love about fantasy. You know, obviously there's a lot of that in Game of Thrones. And it just took me into this whole other world that I almost forgot that I remembered as a kid. And from that moment on, I started embracing more of what I loved when I was a child. And so I really give that book a lot of credit because it's about, you know, 15 books long. So if I started reading it in 2002, it started in 1985, which unfortunately I wasn't reading it then. And then I ended reading the last book and I believe 2012 or 13. So it was just this huge span of time that you followed the story, and it was like, oh, this is why I'm a storyteller. This is why people do epic things, because they touch people. Look at this book. And um, so it was just a whole different combination of things. But, yeah, it's just that turning point in my life where I, where I think I looked at my life and said, I don't really want to have this day job anymore. I really want to do what I want to do. And, you know, this book is very inspiring in that sense. And everybody has to read it. It's such a great book, series of books. <laughs> There's only 15 of them, and they're all about 1,000 pages each. You can fly through <laughs> <laughs> you know, Just like law school. That's what, <laughs> just yeah. like law school. <laughs> That's one of the things I actually love. I'm a big fan of sci-fi, more on the sci-fi side of books, but that, you know, a lot of the sci-fi and fantasy novels are the weightiest books that you'll find out there. I mean, the Dune series, which I don't know, I feel like I talk about all the time, is a long, massive series, you know, I mean, certainly the Lord of the Rings, um, certainly this whole, oh God, uh, was it Game of Thrones? But I mean, you see in sci-fi and fantasy, and maybe that is because people are so passionate about it, people are willing to put in the time and the effort to, you know, read these epic stories um, that go on, you know, for thousands of pages and can take up 
generation or well not generations decades to finish yeah, we love the complexity we love the complexity of stories and i think that's what makes it difficult for me to watch movies because you know te- i love television television is my thing like i watch everything on television i barely go to the movies unless you know guardians of the galaxy i'm definitely going to go see that but i feel like a lot of these stories don't master the form of film um, that some of the Oscar winning stories do. Unfortunately, I don't see a lot of that in like the geek genre stories. They're very much about action and, and it's like, I'm just going to throw all this stuff on screen, but nothing's really happening. And it doesn't move me in the way that these books do because they allow me to get into the characters. So yeah, anytime I can get a really long book, it's almost like I never have to let go of that character for a long time. So I like to dive in. (laughs) Are you saying you don't like Michael Bay style movies? Are we reading you correctly? Hey, you know, if I was on the plane and I watched Battleship, but it is what it is. It's like, if you really want to watch that, then cool. I mean, hey, that guy makes a lot of money doing exactly what they pay him to do. So uh, that maybe not be our 4K, but uh, <laughs> it's somebody's, somebody's buying those tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yes. Young kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more on that another day. All right. <laughs> so, Kristen, so what are you mentioned? Guardians of the Galaxy, and Josh and I are both excited about that. But I think we are both very much into a lot of the certainly the TV shows, and we've covered a lot of them here. Um, so, is there a show, maybe a movie, but or else a show or some other kind of geek event for the second half of the year that you're looking forward to? Oh God, the geeky award. <laughs> I uh, that's that's in August, and pretty much, I mean, a Comic Con is obviously next week, and I can't believe it. I'm looking at my calendar like I'm so not ready. Um, I mean, I go to Comic Con, and then there's the geekies, and then I do Dragon Con, and then at that point, I turn into a vegetable and uh, <laughs> you know, wait wait for somebody to you know what is that in Cinderella where you know the pumpkin the thing turns into a yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's how, that's how tired I am. Um, so those three events are sort of what I'm looking forward to. In terms of, like, television, um, I mean, it's kind of sad once Game of Thrones is over. But I do, you know, I am into The Walking Dead, and I know that comes back. Um, I'm a huge Vampire Diaries fan, so I love that show. And, um, yeah, we just kind of catch up on all the other shows that we've missed out on. We just finished watching Friday Night Lights which if anybody hasn't seen it, even if you don't like, I never watched football, but that show is phenomenal. Um, so we just catch up on stuff. We, it's really, a, it's in the fall. It's like, Hey, I finally get to hang out with my husband. Like, what's your name again? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't pay attention uh, until like September of what's actually happening around me. <laughs> it's really sad. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the fall is, there's a huge list from The Flash, which looks good. We'll get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll eventually get Agents of Carter, or Agent Carter. Uh, we'll have The Hobbit in November for the, the Battle of the Five Armies. It's, there's a lot of fun stuff coming out, and but more importantly. Yeah, with, I'm going to ask you for the list. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big list. Guardians. I've been picking up action figures and T-shirts, getting ready for that, so we can hit yeah. that. Oh, that's not quite sure the legal angles yet. Maybe something with child abduction with Star-Lord getting taken as a kid. But <laughs> <there's> a- 
I'm looking forward to your fo your daily photos. I, by the way, I love that, you guys. I look at every single one of them. They're so funny. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I, I had fun with the Triceratops this weekend because I would fight for Steven Spielberg. That was insane. So it was, <laughs> I, we had to throw down. But with that, so we've, we've talked about the fall. Have you created any new fairy costumes recently? I actually haven't. Um, I'm sad because I go to, I actually MC um, Fairy World uh, in FairyCon every year. It's the same thing. It's three events per year. And Fairy World is a huge music outdoor festival. But unfortunately this year, it's the same exact weekend as Comic-Con. So sadly, I can't go um, because Comic-Con is kind of my business trip. Um, you know, so uh, I haven't made any costumes. However, at the moment, I'm actually doing the costumes for our um, Geeky Awards videos that we're shooting over these next few weeks. And one of them is a huge action scene. So there's no fairies, but there might be other magical creatures and there's going to be a lot of people in armor. So I've been busy doing that. <laughs> uh, I will not be at Comic-Con. I'm renting a battleship instead. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably going to be more fun. Comic-Con is crazy <laughs> yeah it's i'm i haven't gone but i'm running a battleship we're going to have 100 scouts on it and then we'll take them to disneyland the next day so i've found another way I, to make it <laughs> so wow i feel like i need to do something now i'm going to go find a raccoon and see if i can train it to be my sidekick <laughs> There you go. You guys are going to have much more fun. I'm going to be in the midst of a, a trillion people like, ah, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of the Geeky Awards, what did inspire you to start the Geeky Awards? Well, um, this is a good question. I get asked this. Um, really, it's kind of one of those things where I don't actually know how it happened. It's one of those things where you're like, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, it's such a crazy thing. But in the long run, um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a creator. I'm an independent creator. And I probably would say this, and I don't want to insult any other shows um, because I love them all, but I had made the Skyrim parodies, and I had made a whole bunch of other shows before that that nobody's ever heard about, like lots of comedy stuff that was on YouTube and then YouTube before YouTube was YouTube. And so it was kind of, you know, nobody was watching stuff. Um, and I kind of felt like I was living in this independent world of making things and constantly like struggling for budget, which I still am, by the way, um, <laughs> struggling for budget, struggling to, you know, ask people for favors and work in this day job. Um, and so there's that portion of it where I feel there aren't a lot of things that are big enough for independent artists to kind of be seen. Um, you know, there's film festivals, and I had been entering my work in all these festivals, and I just felt like, okay, I'm entering my work. I don't get any email back if I don't get in. There's nothing happening. Like, you just basically pay money, and then they're like, you know, you're going to email like, sorry, it didn't work out. And I think at one point, I had gotten into a few award shows or something, and because I had been doing geek genre work, the only thing, myself and the League of Steam, always the case, we're always up for stuff like best costume, you know, and it, it, it kind of made me angry at one point because I thought, well, on one hand, we're doing just as good of work as this like comedy over here, 
But because we're fantasy or steampunk, you know, that's really all people are looking at is like the level of our production quality instead of actually thinking that, um, you know, the things that we're making are good stories. And I actually had an agent. I'm not saying the Skyrim parodies is like my masterpiece in writing. It was fun. But I had an agent kind of looking at it and he wouldn't he wouldn't even look at it because he said, I don't play video games, so I'm not interested. And to me, I thought, dude, you know, there's millions of people in this world that do play video games and that watch these videos. And it's really silly of you to discount things that are weird and that you think are weird and geeky. You know, people wearing costumes, you know, there's still a little bit of that happening. Um, you know, you, when you go to a convention, you see like a thousand people standing around uh, on the outskirts of the streets just staring at people like, oh, this is so much fun for me. I get to watch all these weird people. So I thought, I was sitting there talking to my old publicist at the time, and I was like, I'm really frustrated. You know, there, I can't get my work seen. All I get is this costume stuff. I work really hard on it, and I feel like I know all these really talented people, but there's like no event for us. And, and she literally said, She's like, girl, you know, if anybody's going to make this, it's going to be you. You should just make it. You should just make it in that. And it just, me, that's like challenge accepted. Um, I just spawn the idea. And then next thing you know, once I get an idea, it's happening. Um, even if I kill myself over it. And then that's kind of how the Geeky Awards started. And seriously, I'm sitting here with all these amazing entries and people wanting to come to the show. And I think to myself, like, how did this even happen? <laughs> So I don't, I don't know. It turned into something pretty awesome. It's only our second year, but um, that's kind of how it began, you guys. Uh, it was, it was. Usually, I think the best ideas come out of a frustration that something is missing. Huh. So we we know you didn't put on the show by yourself. There are lots of unsung heroes who have made this happen. Uh, who are some of them, and what's you know like? I'm running a battleship. There's lots of stuff that happens with that. You're putting on an amazing huge show that last year trended higher than the season finale of True Blood. That was just awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, Who are some of these heroes that make this work? Oh, gosh. Well, first and foremost, my my lead producer, Shanti, um, this woman was, oh, God. So last year, I mean, last year was like, Anybody that wants to volunteer their time to help me out, uh, please do. You know, when we when people see that we have sponsors, it, they automatically think like, you have these huge budgets. I'm like, actually, that's not true. Um, we, we bring people in to help out. They're like, hey, I might give a gift here and there. I might do this and that. But we do like a lot of it ourselves. Um, so my lead producer right now, it's so funny. The, between the two of us, we do a lot of the production um, and she's been with me for two years now. And I think last year we both went through hell and back. And I think to myself, if I did not have this woman who was as feisty and fast and, you know, just on top of it as me, she's like a clone of me. Um, I never would have got it done. And, you know, then of course um, we have our publicity person, Melanie. She's been with us since year one, kick and butt. Um, she's the one that gets all the media and handling the red carpet. And there's so many different branches of this, this, uh, show. There's the production side. There's the PR side. I have one of my really amazing girlfriends, Chastity, coming in this year to do the event because that was a little bit crazy last year. That was one of those pieces that kind of fell apart. 
Um, I have like my amazing writers, Ashley and Desiree and Jorge and, you know, my husband, Dane, he actually does um, all of my graphics work. <laughs> if you see this, so it's like, I have this whole team of people. I want to mention everybody. I have this whole team of people that it's like, sometimes I think I duped all of these people into helping me out for barely anything. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I have 50 bucks. Can I give that to you? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Just invite me to the show. Um, and then also the judges that spend months looking through all of this stuff, you know, they, they deserve a lot of credit. There's like 70 different people. So all in all, I mean, if you think about it, there's like a hundred, it's like 150, 200 people at the end of the day that really pull this shit together. And I don't actually know how that happens um, because I'm definitely not manning every single one of those teams, but somehow it all comes back to reporting to me. Um, but I couldn't do it without them. I mean, this thing is so freaking epically huge that just the logistics of planning, I always say it's like, it's that it's like a royal wedding that takes place at Disney World with a huge Oscar red carpet. That's what it feels like. It's like you got the event that you have to plan with seating and people and, you know, all that. And then you have to plan, you know, you have a, a bunch of people there that you have to take care of. And then you're shooting it. There's another portion. And then on top of it, you invite celebrities and you have to have all this press. So it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, pretty much my whole team. Um but you know, my lead ladies, they're, they're the ones that really uh, take on the brunt of the stuff with me. And so, so I really appreciate them the most. Do you get to enjoy the show? Because last year it must have been very intense and you're on and you're making sure things are happening and everyone's happy and, you know, people are going up and the teleprompter's working and everything. Do, do you experience a sense of joy while doing it or does that come after? No, it's definitely after. Um, I mean, last year there was a moment where uh, I thought like it was so insane. Um, and we had some flubs in the very beginning with the event. So, you know, as much as I want to get on the red carpet and talk to people that I'm close to, I didn't really get to do that. You know, I was working the whole time. Um, people see me and they want to ask me questions. You know, I'm definitely not hidden. There's no veil there. So somebody sees me and they have an issue. They're like, you need to take care of this. There was a lot of that last year, but there was one moment where my friend was handing me a drink and I, I was like having a heart attack and I sat down at my table and next thing you know, the cold open video started and it was this, I just had this huge smile on my face because I set my phone down and all of a sudden my Twitter was just going crazy and it proceeded to go into stand speech. And I mean, I couldn't even keep up with my phone. And at that moment, I was like, okay, this is really awesome. Um, of course, after that, I was running around, but there was that little brief period of time where I do remember smiling and thinking, holy crap, this is actually happening. Like, Sammy is actually standing there. We didn't even know he was going to come until a few days before. Um, you know, the video's playing and things are working, and I don't actually know how this got put together, but it happened. So um, I think moving forward in the future, you know, I will be able to enjoy it more. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a producer, and we, we work. You know, we, we like to work, and we like to make sure that our – you know, I'm controlling over my baby. Uh, so we like to make sure that everything's running smoothly. And, you know, if there's any, any issues, you know, I can't relax unless I know everybody else is having a good time. So well, I'll, I'll partially understand, uh, you know, 
um, get to enjoy it. But usually, usually after the show, I sit back and I'm like, crap, that was insane. And then I'll talk about it for like the next week. <laughs> well, let me ask a question kind of a little bit different from that. But you mentioned before funding for things and either for the Geeky Awards or for some of your other projects. Have you ever tried the crowdfunding thing? You know, that's kind of something that's obviously being used a lot and in lots of creative ways. We've talked a little bit about it in the legal issues. Is that something you've ever used or considered using for some of your projects? Yeah, I use that for the Skyrim parodies. Um, it was one of those things where I just felt like in this business, especially if you're in LA, you know, everybody does people favors all of the time. I mean, nobody ever seems to have, you know, funding, but at the same time, we're all creative people. We want to do stuff. So for that particular project, um, I didn't actually want to ever do a crowdfund, but I did the first video and everybody loved it so much that I said, well, let's test this out. So I'm going to have the fans fund it. And if they really want more, Skyrim Perry's like, they're begging me to make, then they'll fund it. And I got most of the funding. Um, clearly under budgeted pretty much everything. Because I was trying to, you know, you don't think about things like insurance and this and this and that when you're doing it all on yourself, on your own. Um, so I did use that. And it was a lot of work. So for the Geeky Awards, um, it's one of those things where people always ask me, well, why don't you try to crowdfund? And I say, well, look, the Geeky Awards is a business. It, if a business can't run on its own and we can't get business from larger brands and really kind of incorporate um, all of that into the mix, it's not really sustainable. I don't want to ask my friends and family for money. So, um, you know, I just I feel I did that once and I don't really want to do it again. And so that's, that's kind of the difference for me. I think if you can use the crowdfunding and there, there's a really great thing that you have and you're reaching your audience and their funding, I think that's a lot better than, you know, continuously pulling from the same pool of people. So I did. To answer your question, I did. <laughs> cool. Very nice. So what can we expect on August 17th for the oh, second? Yeah. Well, um, what can I tell you and what can I not tell you? Uh, well, it's, it's fantasy themed this year. Uh -huh. And um, Gibson is our, has come on board as our presenting sponsor. And they had a fabulous idea for stage design. So I can't tell anybody what it is. But when they told me, I said, we are absolutely doing that. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, and so they're bringing, they're, I mean, they're just a, you know, they're a pretty big brand. So with them brings a lot of, you know, pressure and, and but like prestige, I guess. So they're bringing their, um, they have this giant like tour bus that is filled with instruments. So the winners get to go inside and actually get interviews in the bus afterwards. Um, they're bringing a band this year. It's Still, we're, there's somebody we're looking at that they're still trying to uh, persuade to come play, which would be super awesome. And other than that, you know, it's, it's similar to last year, um, but, you know, we're going to make a better production out of it. You know, now we have, like, a huge production team that we've got working on it. Um, it's also going to be live streamed for people that aren't there because I feel like people think, well, I have to be there. Well, we actually want people watching it. Um, it's going to be live streamed on Twitch. And then we just heard that Microsoft wants to feature it on their Xbox, uh, you know, dashboard. So I think it'll be open to a lot more people to watch. And you can watch it on, if you have Twitch, you can watch it on any device. 
So that's one of the biggest things is the broadcast this year. Um, so people don't feel like, you know, they're just watching something online. They can actually, you know, if I were here, I'd watch that on my Xbox. So uh, there's a lot, lot of fun stuff. And then this year, um, you know, we have a lot of really cool sponsors, but we also partnered with POW, and they are presenting the, uh, what is now officially, from now until the end of time, hopefully called the Stanley Lifetime Achievement Award. So that's one of the newest things that we have is we're naming it after him and uh, we're, we're expecting him to come present the award. So we're hoping that will happen. But uh, you, don't, you don't plan Stan until two days before anything, just FYI. <laughs> that, those are his rules. <laughs> that's a nice rule. I like that rule. I may have to implement that rule for me. I'm like, look, I'm not making that's any commitments. I can't promise anything. Well, that yeah. sounds quite exciting, Kristen. I think that's um, a great note to leave it on so everybody knows what to look forward to come August. So congratulations on such a cool event. And thank you so much for joining us today for our second anniversary. Right, Josh? Thank you very much. And last year was awesome. So looking forward to seeing how this year goes. So I sounds- love your guys' write-up, by the way. I, I love your guys' write-up. Um, it, was, it was really fun. It was really awesome. Well, it, I hadn't seen anything like that before, and it was so interactive, dynamic. Last year's production was cool. I've recommended to uh, people who plan legal conferences to look at what you did because it created a sense of fun and interaction that lack in our events. And I've actually given people the, you know, the website on how to, you know, use the Enterprise D bridge uh, because yeah. our people, you know, in e-discovery would get in line for that. They would totally dig that at a legal tech or a CEIC because, uh, yeah. I mean, geeks are everywhere. So that's yeah. uh, especially lots of geek judges now too. So it's a beautiful thing. So with that, congratulations on your second uh, show coming up on August 17th. And thank you for joining us for our second anniversary podcast. Stay geeky. Yeah, do you want to, uh, do you want me to let everybody know where they can find the Geeky Awards? Oh, of course. Cause everyone <laughs> should know at this point in time, but yes, where, where can we learn more? Well, you guys can find it on the, the website, the geeky awards.com and it's G E E K I E. And it's pretty much the geeky awards on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. This year, we're going to have a huge social component. And we're also doing this photo contest called embrace geeky 2014, which you guys participated in, of course. And basically we want people to post photos with that tag. Um, and you can find out all the information on our website and we're going to take the best photos and we're going to make a little, little compilation of it and we're going to play it during the show um just to kind of show you know show everybody that can't be there and the people that want to participate we want to make it as interactive as possible um and anybody it is august 17th so if anybody can't make it definitely get online and watch it sounds awesome so again thank you and america stay geeky stay geeky america (laughs) 